1: Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we boys? We're good. I'm really good, thank you. Yeah. Sorry for speaking for you then, Robbo.
2: Yeah, that's all right. I trust you. Good. I hope how, we, how are you going, Cam? I
1: thought I was good, but uh, what if I wasn't good and I just bloody skipped into the universe where I was? Oh no, oh.
2: that'd be a disaster. You'd so, be left in another universe being bad.
3: Well, if there's one, if there's good universe cam, it has to be bad universe
1: cam.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Which one do we have here?
3: (laughs) Sucked into that loser. (laughs) They both have beards. We can't tell which one's the bad one.
1: (laughs) So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the USS Liberty. Yep. Mentioned in the last episode. Yep. Bloody. Jim Morrison's dad. Jim Morrison's dad. George Stephen Morrison. Yep. He can't help himself. Uh, And we're also going to be talking about retconning which is very, very similar to the Mandela Effect, yeah, but different.
2: Which is, no, it's the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Uh, Your suggestion, by the way, that one. Yep. And when I said Mandela Effect, you said not different.
1: Um, I remember it differently.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I bet you do. (laughs) I remember it was your suggestion.
1: I was like, isn't this just the Mandela Effect, Robbo?
3: And let me just preface this whole thing with I suggested neither of these.
2: (laughs) Uh, Do we want to start with USS Liberty? Yeah, why not? That's a little bit more... Boring and tragic, we should say.
1: Right. Yep. So uh, this is like a s- stalwart of conspiracizing. Yeah. You'll see a lot of things like, uh, did you think 9-11 was the first false flag? Hang on a second. No. <laughs> I, didn't think, no. I didn't even <laughs> think it was a false flag. But they're like, did you, th- did you really think uh, 9-11 was the first false flag? What about the USS Liberty? Yeah. I always just assumed was... A real false flag incident Mm. because I think it might have gotten conflated in my mind there was a real uh, Israeli false flag incident. The Lavon Affair Mm. where like a group of Egyptian Jews recruited by Israeli military military intelligence like bombed a bunch of civilian targets Mm. and then the idea was it would be blamed on the Egyptians and then it would pull... I guess the U.S.
2: and the U.K. into some sort of conflict. Yeah, yeah. Now that was an actual false flag. Yes. Attack. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, I think, like you, I thought that was the same thing. But
1: the thing is, you do see, like, uh, the Liberty incident mentioned as a false flag thing.
2: So now, was everyone confusing it? No. Alex Jones is definitely. Yeah, uh, I watched a little bit about him where he talked about Operation Northwoods, which mm. is the plan, and we should talk about that at some point. But that's the plan, I guess, the document that said that they will do a false flag against U- U.S. citizens. Yeah. So he said, you know, do you think uh, Operation Northwoods never happened? Think again, USS Liberty. But he doesn't really explain why he thinks that. No, and they're not the
1: same. They're not the
2: same. It's not the same kind of thing at all.
1: But the Levon affair is quite similar to what yeah. was proposed. Yeah, is so- Alex Jones just being Mandela affected?
2: Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah. maybe we all are. This is why we conflate them, possibly.
1: But yeah, I always thought the Liberty, the USS Liberty thing was a real false flag thing. Yeah, but it turns out it's just another real thing that happened. Yes, that
2: S- people. That <laughs> but there are conspiracies about it. Quite similar to the Gulf of Tonkin, which we talked about last week, mm. uh, to the point where I started reading this, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm reading about naval ship movements again. Yeah. yeah, I did enough of this last week. So it's June
1: 1967. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Morrison, he's just fresh. George Morrison. George, George Stephen Morrison, mm-hmm. just fresh off starting the Vietnam War. Yep. Uh, keeps getting all of his son's tapes sent over to him. He's getting yeah. angrier and angrier. <laughs> no, so there's, I don't even know where Stephen Morrison... He didn't was, come up in any my, of my research. No, I didn't find him <laughs> anywhere, but apparently he's so deeply involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's but, been it, retconned into this. Yeah, let's just pretend he was there and then move on to the actual yeah. thing. So basically it's uh, June 1967. Uh, the Six-Day War is going on. Mm-hmm. And there's this boat, the USS Liberty, which was a spy ship. Yeah, and it was uh, spy. It was monitoring Egyptian and
2: Israeli yeah communications just out there in international waters. Yeah. So the Six Day War was Egypt and Israel mm-hmm. over part of Syria, or just over some land. Yeah, yeah, something like
1: that. Trouble in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the US were like, oh, we've got to stick our our beaks in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think they were fairly close to the shore, mm. maybe perhaps closer than they should have been. Yeah. Uh, basically what happens is there's a bunch of fuck-ups. Uh, they like, they're like they supposed to radio in and be like, oh, by the way, our boat is here. The Israelis are like, well, we never got that radio in. At one point, like some Israeli fighter jets fly over. Apparently they wave to the people on the boat. Yeah. Uh, and then a little bit later uh, someone from the Israeli side is like, What's that bloody boat out there? And what's this order I've got over here that says fire on any uh, unidentified boats? Yeah. Well,
2: what should we do? And so they fire on the boat. They they use napalm on the boat. Mm. Like that's some pretty hardcore things. And they torpedoed it and bombed it and did all sorts. Yeah. I
1: think 34 people 34
2: died. deaths and I think 170 injuries. Yeah,
1: it's like 70% of the boat was the yeah. uh, a casualty. So, next minute, uh, the US obviously assumes, well, that'd be Egypt. Yeah. Bombing the boat. They're like, all right, let's get ready to get involved. And then the Israelis call them up and they're like, so sorry. Yeah.
0: There's <laughs> my bad.
2: <laughs> that was us. Um, there's a few sort of conflicting timelines to this all. Mm. Uh, one is when... They sent their planes, so they launched some planes to Egypt. To like, all right, let's get them for this. They were armed with nuclear weapons, and then someone's like, "Hang on, maybe we shouldn't send nukes out straight away." So they pulled them back, yeah. and they sent out just regular planes. And then that's when the the second thing happened. Mm. Uh, but yeah, all very confusing how right. this came about. What do we find about this?
1: Well, there's a few like different conspiracy theories. Mm. Well, there's a few theories. So the first one is that basically what the Israelis say happened, happened, which is that they got confused. There was a bunch of other little confusing things. Mm. Uh, For some reason, the ship lost, I think, in like the first sort of attack they knocked out the communications. Smart. But then they were like, let's just be doubly sure that's like an Egyptian boat Mm. before we really bomb them. And we so they bombed them a little bit. Let's mm. just—we gave them a little bombing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm not 100 sure because the, there probably was just some niggling sort of things in the back of their mind
2: because
1: mm. uh, um, it wasn't an Egyptian boat, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the Egyptian boat that they thought it was was a lot
2: smaller. Right. Yeah, I, I saw guess th- those things sort of like get confused when you're up in the air. Maybe. Well, I saw photos of them both, mm. and yeah, there's some similarities. Uh, everything was black and white back then, though, so it's hard to. Yeah, they wouldn't have been identifying the American flag.
1: Even if there was a flag up.
3: Yeah, the colours wouldn't have stood "Mm." out.
2: "Mm."
1: That's not how it works. (laughs) So they did some sort of, uh, they couldn't communicate anything, but they flashed some, like, lights. They Mm. did Morse code flashing. But the unfortunate thing was the guy on the Israeli side who saw that, he was like, that's exactly what this bloody Egyptian dude did to me when he's uh, <laughs> like, "That's a classic Egyptian move." Those tricksy
3: Egyptians,
2: yeah. the old
3: Egyptian fake out semaphore.
1: <laughs> so they carried on with
2: the attack. Yeah, um, and then I think once they realised, they started rescuing people as well.
1: Well, they once they realised, they sent like their subs to help with the rescue, and the Americans were like, "Nah, we're right." Yeah. So there's that theory, but the problem with that theory that people have. Is I guess the main thing is the flags. Yes. Is this maybe why people get it mixed up with false flags because there's flags are so integral to everything? Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's two
2: flags that happen in this.
1: So the flag thing that I'm aware of is they were supposed to have a brand new shiny, bright and shiny American flag yep. flying proud from their spy ship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which the Israelis couldn't couldn't have possibly missed. Yeah. Although I don't know if people know about flags. Hmm. You can't always see a flag. No. <laughs> Even when no. it's on a flagpole. Yeah.
2: If there's no wind. Yeah. Or so if it's, it's blowing in the wrong direction. If it's your vision's obscured by, like, there's many, many masts on the ship. Yeah. Many antennas. If you're cruising past in a fighter jet. Yeah. Yep. If you're on a boat yep. a few miles away.
1: Like, if you're on a cruise cruise ship, hmm. sure. You've got a chance to, like, check out the flag. Yeah. But not so much when you're zooming past in a fighter jet. Yeah. They also looked at, like, the uh, the writing on the side of the boat. And yeah. they're like, well, it's not uh, Arabic. Yeah. Hmm. So that counts in their favour. But they're like, it could be Russian. Hmm.
3: Like, what does USS
2: stand for again? <laughs> um, so what's the other flag? Well, so that first flag got shot down. Yeah. So they put up another one that was a bit bigger. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work either. No. So I feel like the flag system, hey... Maybe let's not use that for our primary means of identification. Mm.
4: Mm.
1: They did have another system where you could like radio before you went into territory. You could radio in and say where you were.
2: Yeah. So apparently they had done it and they were marked on the map Mm. as being fine. You know, we know where that is. We're not going to bomb it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the next day, they reckon that wasn't. It was no longer marked on the map. Whether or not someone took it off intentionally, or it was not never there, that's up for dispute.
1: So I guess the first conspiracy theory is that they did it on purpose. Yeah. To draw the Americans into the war against Egypt. Yeah. But it doesn't hold up.
2: No. Because they copped to it. Yeah, they immediately. Mm. They're like, oh, that's us. And also they did it like, you know, from their own ships and from their own yeah. planes. Yeah,
1: so they did it, like they didn't do it from planes. They didn't put any Egyptian shit on their planes. No. It was just the normal the normal planes. Yes.
2: So, so I think we can dismiss that theory straight away.
1: There is a theory oh. that could hold some water, which was that they did it accidentally on purpose because the US would have monitored some sort of war crime that they were doing at the same time. Yeah. That seem that's not the leading theory though. Yeah. That's the most plausible thing. Right. So there was, there was a big massacre that happened at about the same time, quite nearby, mm. that the uh, NSA ship would have p- picked up stuff about. There was also um, they were doing some troop movements that I don't think they were supposed to be doing but, Yeah, uh, in some other area. They didn't want the US to pick up on that because they thought that the Russians would intercept any US communications
2: about it mm. and then it would get back to the Egyptians. They would tell two people. Right. They would tell two people. Uh, Apparently there's also British people and equipment on that boat as well. Mm. And I think they're also kind of aware of that. So maybe if it was just Americans, we can trust those guys, but the Brits, no.
1: But also part of it was like, they're like, well, the US communications are compromised yeah, to the point where this would get out. Yeah. I reckon you could, in terms of like allies, (laughs) you could probably put in a sneaky request, hey, just hold Just, off and reporting yeah. about our troop movements. If there's anyone
2: that's okay with hiding some war crimes, mm. <laughs> US is probably the one to trust on that one. Yeah. When you guys need to do some, we won't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> in, about, in about 40 years, <laughs> we'll happily pay you back. Um, the other And the other one is that the US got Israel to do it, which is the Northwood scenario. Okay. But there was no explanation as to why they would do that. No. Like, because that's supposed to draw the US into war. They were mm. like,
1: man,
3: remember how good it was when we got drawn into Vietnam? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> let's do, do it that again.
2: again. <laughs> uh, like, you know, nothing really happened as a result mm. in terms of it was kind of covered up. Mm. Everyone kind of moved on. Uh,
1: yeah. There's, um, oh, man, US veterans are like so steamed about the cover-up. Yes. I guess just because it was, it's not like one of the, it's not a bad cover up. It's more of like an orcs cover up. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, like, we'll give everyone a medal. Just don't mention it was Israel that attacked yeah.
2: on the medal. Mm. Uh, I think congressional medals of honor were handed out to a couple of them. Mm. And normally that's done by the president, but he uh, it was done by someone else. Yeah. Apparently John
1: McCain's father was somewhat involved in. That cover-up?
2: Yeah, I w- tried to sort of work that out and I couldn't really understand what the link they were making was. He might have been in a position of power or whatever.
1: I think he was some sort of general and he had just had something to do with the thing where they're like, oh, we don't need to put everything in the big report.
2: Um, I guess the most interesting thing I found was that LBJ, who was president at the time, mm. allegedly uh, told told the Secretary of Defence, who was on the line to like the commander of the fleet or whatever, to withdraw or pull back the fighter planes and this is a quote that he allegedly said, "Uh, I want that goddamn ship going to the bottom, no help, recall the wings, meaning planes.
1: Where is this sourced from? Uh, This is
2: Admiral Geis who was allegedly on that call at the time. Right. Uh, he told someone and then to don't tell I don't want anyone to know about this until after I'm dead because yeah. I don't want to be seen to be
1: kind of treasonous. Right. So this isn't actually from Admiral guys Admiral This is from some other guy. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, he also allegedly said that he doesn't want to bomb allies and make this a much bigger event, uh, which I can see that. Mm. You know, like they, they initial reaction was to send nuclear-armed fighter jets out. Uh, I feel like then starting to drop nuclear bombs isn't a good thing regardless of who it's at. No. But, yeah, then that kind of gets into the whole LBJ uh, Jewish conspiracy. Mm. So he was involved in World War II. um, Allegedly, it's called Operation Texas. I don't think it's ever been confirmed. But squirrelling Jews out of Nazi Germany. What a bastard! Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's—I uh, kind of tried to read up about it, and it's all really seems to be sus. But it would have been illegal at the time because I think it was pre the war kicking off, right? Um, but that's never really been confirmed or, or not. But then there's whole a whole thing like uh, I ended up on Stormfront yep. forums, and you know, <laughs> LBJ first first Jewish president. I'm like, ah, oh, this is because I know how this is going to pan out. I don't need to read about this. <laughs> but yeah, that. The, the kind of the other theory is that he didn't want to lose the Jewish vote by escalating it further. Right. I mean, I guess you probably just don't want to escalate it further and start a war.
1: Yeah, maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Nah. I um. I really feel like people have got the wrong end of the the flagpole on this one. I did see there was like some guy on it. It's on Spotify. You can look up the Ballad of the USS it Liberty. It's like some some country singer. Doing a song about it. Mm. But I looked up his website and it was cooked.
2: (laughs) Wait, so a country singer doing songs about potentially false flag operations is a cooked
1: website? (laughs) No, but like his song was like the Ballad of the U.S. as Liberty and it's like sort of just a song about the, you know, the soldiers dying, the sailors dying, you know, not forgetting that it was the Israelis. I'm like, okay, this is like slightly on the edge. Yeah. But then I like looked at his other songs on Spotify and it's like uh, all just classic fare. Like, you know, I, got, I got drunk and she left me. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But then you go to his website and it's like, no one ever called them the Nazis at the time. <laughs> the Jews made them
3: up. So <clears throat> a new book came out about it by former US ambassador to Lebanon, Dwight Porter, who recounted a conversation between an Israeli pilot and the Israel Air Force War Room, which was picked up by the NSA... Aircraft that I guess was flying around and, inadvert- and inadvertently cabled to CIA officers around the world. The Israeli pilot said to the war room, This is an American ship. Do you still want us to attack? And the war room said, Yes, follow orders. Right. The pilot said again, But sir, it's an American ship. I can see the flag. And the war room said, Never mind, hit it. Both the CIA document and the quote have been published. Had been published in the past, um, but this book kind of brought them back up as a thing. Like, what about this thing that happened?
2: So, a lot of the quotes I read said they just people weren't sure. Like, there was kind of differing accounts of we don't, we can't recognize who it is to the point of when they were rescuing people out of the water or pulling people out of the water, they were like trying to work out what language they spoke, right? To see who they were. Yeah. So, there's so many like little conflicting little conversations like that happening around.
1: Also, if you're in the, like, all right, not to defend blowing up a friendly ship too much, mm. but if you're in the war and you've got a bunch of reports that there's this bloody Egyptian ship and then you've got a couple of reports that are like, oh, no, it's, it could be an American ship. You're like, well, we've got to stay the course on this. Yeah. We can't just pivot. <laughs> we can't just pivot our brand. <laughs> um,
2: we've got all this napalm. We want to use it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We made way too much. <laughs> well, where I fall on this is like now I'm now that I know what happened, I'm so confused about why I always thought it had something to do with false flags. But I think that's just because everyone Yeah thinks it's to do with it, like heaps of crazy people think it's to do with false flags. Um but part of me is also like, what if it was a false flag? And the universe changed? <laughs> so retconning this is a cooked one but it is just in the Mandela effect
2: yeah which we've done before
1: but why did they come up with retconning <laughs> and is it because people like oh the Mandela effect's too stupid
2: everyone kept
3: saying
1: mandala <laughs> doesn't make any sense Um, I think there are distinctions. I think the retcon people make a distinction, but then some of them are like throwing in the Mandela effect.
2: Yeah. If they make a distinction, they need to make it in the actual examples because all the examples are 100% the same. I
1: think part of the difference might be, so the Mandela effect is the whole universe changed. Mm. It's like you went to Wendy's and uh, Sprite tasted different. Oh, the universe shifted. CERN Some CERN experiment went wrong. They've gone
3: and cooked it. Yeah.
1: I think retconning might be on a personal level where it's like, all right, not so much that the whole universe shifted, but maybe I shifted into a different universe. Yeah. Yeah, I think that comes up a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. All right. That's fair. There's also, I think a lot of it is to do with the simulation theory. Mm. So... All right, retconning. Some of the things I've noticed about retconning that aren't in the Mandela effect is they're all obsessed with their eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are some examples?
1: All right, but for those that don't know the Mandela effect or retconning, it's where, you know, like the Berenstein bear, you might have seen on the internet, people are like, oh, I always thought it was the, the Berenstein bears, you know, that Jewish family of bears. Mm. Oh, what do you mean? It's the Berenstein bears written by so-and-so Berenstain, the mm. Christian. Yeah children's book writing couple.
2: Um, The one we spoke about the other day, Sprite being lemon and lime, Mm. not just lemon. I got a text from Emma the other day. She must have been listening to our show. and She's like, what?
0: Sprite has got lime in it. Really? Yeah. (laughs) See?
1: That's clearly just the poorly marketed Sprite. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, they just haven't. poorly marketed it for like the entire life of the product. Yeah.
1: Until now that they're running ads that heavily hit the line that it's got lime in it. Anyway, uh, there's other stuff. Yeah. Uh, things like... Well, we talked. Well, to
3: it's called Mandela Effect because of Nelson Mandela, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's that one. Half the population are like, didn't he die?
2: Yeah, everyone thought he died in the 80s.
3: Yeah, before he actually died. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people that are dumb and don't know history mm. get confused by this stuff mm. and they're like, oh, it must be CERN.
2: And I, I thought someone was dead... Recently, I can't remember who it was—an actor. And I was just like, "Why is he even talking about this guy? He died ages ago, right?" And then I looked up, and he just got really sick, mm. like a couple of years ago, yeah, right. and didn't actually die. Uh, so you know, I was like, "Whoa, he's not dead!" And I'm like, oh, he just got sick, and I just figured that he died."
1: Oh, I tell you what—I was watching *My Kitchen Rules*. Yep. And there was like the mum and the daughter. Yep. Are they all mums and daughters though? No. Or did, nah. Does that make? Do you know who I'm talking about?
2: Uh, it's yes. Like Pat. The, she's wearing like a leopard print top. Was this last night?
1: Uh, it was like a few days ago. Mm, yeah, it would have been. Anyway, that. there's like a mum and a daughter and they showed the mum and she had a na- like a name tag on her apron. Right. It said Pat. And I was like, well, that's helpful. But then they, they cut to the next shot and she's wearing the exact same thing and there's no name tag on her apron. What? And I'm like, oh, is this just a bit of... Reality TV fudging, yeah, where this has actually been shot in like two different things, mm. and then they like cut to some other shot and she's got the name tag back, and then back to some other shot and the name tag's gone, and then I'm like really looking after it, but then they kept on having all these shots where she's just holding like trays in front of her name tag. Mm. I'm like. Bloody typical, these yeah.
3: cunning reality TV producers. You weren't just like watching her it, talking and as it was the first time she was on screen, they had put a little graphic up of her name.
1: No, it was a proper name tag on her thing. Right. And then they had so many shots where her, the, just where the name tag would be was covered up Right. by like a tray or something.
2: Did, so did you think this was like a real-time a real time retconning?
1: Well, I no, what I thought was like, oh, they must be – doing A bit of televisual trickery here, mm. like they've cut together two things, but I was like, But they the sequence flows together so well. And then it turned out that uh, just sometimes a shirt would get scrunched up, right? And you couldn't see the name
2: tag. It's quite funny, I've just loaded up a picture of, of her, and because it's the word Pat is very short, mm. you can kind of see how it's kind of partly obscured by the crinkle on her yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, interesting,
1: but yeah, because it was so seamless, I was like, maybe I am being bloody retconned
2: in real time. You got some yeah. residue,
1: so yeah, how's your pupils? So that, yeah, this is the thing. They're all like, Oh, check out my eyeballs. My pupils are hexagons now because I've been retconned, right? Because I've slipped into another universe. That's how you can tell it's happened to you. Your pupils go
2: hexagonic, mm. yeah, which Ret- I th- hexagonal is probably yeah. the right word.
1: <laughs> I think that might be just a um. Trick of the camera, okay. I don't think people have hexagon shaped pupils. No, although a
3: lot of people say that they see it in the mirror as well. Mm-hmm. And I did do some searching, and there was a, a optometrist website that mentioned something about it.
1: Was it an optometrist or like an op, something else? Optical ophthalmologist? Is that it? I did see there was like a. Um, I was like, oh, hexagon pupils, and it was like on some scientific paper. I right.
3: say publishing, optics letters, orthonormal author, author polynome
1: miles for hexagonal, hexagonal pupils.
2: Bloody old tongue twister, that is.
1: Yeah, so that's what I saw too. Right. But they're not talking about human pupils. They're talking about like um Telescopes. <laughs> Right. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, like <laughs> hexagonal mirrors that like make up part of the, or like whatever they're using to let the light in. Ah, right. So I don't think your pupils can be hexagons. Right. And I certainly l- never heard of it. You look at some of the photos and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess it's like a slightly straight edge around your circular pupil there.
2: Yeah.
3: But it could also just be a dark spot on the iris. Yeah. That just makes, instead of it looking like a round thing, it just makes it look like it has a little corner. Yeah,
2: yeah. The more, also the more you look at something, the weirder it looks. Mm, yeah. Like they're staring at their eyes for so long. Yeah. And they're like, "Wow, the word food looks like food. Hmm.
3: But why is food, food and good is good? Yeah, yeah. Why isn't it
2: food? <laughs> so Good.
1: They all think their pupils look weird. Yeah. A goat's eyes have changed.
2: Really, I haven't seen that one.
1: There was a—I don't know—have goat's ha- eyes always been cooked? They, they are. But someone was like, "Oh no, goat's eyes used to be like snake eyes." No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they've always been what, weird. They're like
3: hourglasses. Are they?
2: Yeah. That's pretty neat.
3: Like on the side, right? Yeah, their pupils are. The, their pupils are like hourglass shaped.
2: Oh, okay. Hmm.
1: But they're not slits like snakes. No. This guy was like, "Oh." I thought they were, that's why people associated goats with like Satan, oh, right, right. like with snakes and other things with slit eyes. Ah. And
3: cuttlefish have pupils that are W-shaped.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the animal aspect to these I always really enjoy. Uh, I think we talked about it in the previous one. Yeah. People see animals they've never seen and just like, what the hell? Yeah. Where did this animal <laughs> come from? Um, and I came across another guy that was just getting his mind blown by um, animals and plants. Uh, so rainbow eucaly- eucalyptus trees. Have you guys seen these? No. So when the bark peels off, it kind of goes red oh. um, and because moisture will kind of go blue and yellowy. So if you look them up, they look really cool. Mm-hmm. But every photo of a rainbow eucalyptus tree, people are trying to like accent the colours yeah. heavily. So they've edited it and brought out the colours and made it look yeah. more vivid. So I think in real life they still look really awesome but like naturally really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like those,
3: there's like a really famous photos of some villas in some place in – Europe somewhere that mm. are all multicoloured and really vibrant. Yeah. But everyone who goes there's like Yeah. They yeah. just yeah. look so dull and gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, no one's turned the no one's saturated saturated <laughs> shit out of them. Yeah. Coloured snow is another one. He's like, Coloured snow's a thing now. That never used to exist. I'm like, hang on.
1: Wait, what color's the
2: snow? I've never heard of this before, so I went and looked it up. Yellow. Uh well this one had like here's the reasons for for different coloured snow. yes yeah. Uh you're stepping on my punchline here. <laughs> um, the, there's one uh, algae when that's triggered by cold in some places. So that when it lands, I think it goes reddish or greenish. Mm. Sometimes it goes bluish, you know, when you see like glaciers and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, the same article said yellow snow. Uh, if, you see, if you see yellow snow, chances are it's caused by urine. Uh, so don't eat it. Yep. Another one this guy was blown away by was oh, just like orange and pink pineapples that looked really cool. Right. But again, it's just kind of, you know.
3: Imagine if he saw purple carrots.
2: He didn't bring up purple carrots. He did bring up red bananas. Okay. Uh, and but also, they just dipped in wax. And he's yeah. like, what? <laughs> uh, also, giant lily pads. Right. And I looked at some photos of them and, yeah, fair cop. They're pretty cooked. They're pretty weird. <laughs> like a giant lily pad. Oh, yeah, they're huge. Like, like in a pond. Yeah, size of this room. Little kid sitting in the middle of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, nah, I'll give you that one. Uh, But yeah, just, they're kind of fun for looking at weird animals, those Mm. ones, because people just go through and find weird animals. Yeah.
1: I did notice, so there is the other difference is I think people uh, try and, with the retconning rather than Mandela effecting, Mm. they try and make it happen. Yes. So,
2: dimensional jumping, I think they're cool. Dimensional
1: jumping. I did see there was, like, some guy who was, like, I had a, you know, I'm in some, I think maybe he had some bad job that he hated. Mm. And then he he had, like, a cup. Yeah, the two two cups method. This is the classic two-cup method. Yeah. Where you take a cup that has, like, job at this place Mm. and then you take a cup that says job at where I want to work. Yeah. And you fill the cup with your current job with water then you pour the water into the other cup.
2: You gotta like think about it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta really, really v- visualize really visualize it. Yeah. The that <laughs> this will change that water into this universe kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. Then you pour it into the other cup. Yeah. Have a drink. Did he
3: say whether he got the job? He said he got cold like a few days later. Right. By the place he wanted to go work
1: for. Yeah. Like a little, uh, sticky little newsflash. That's not jumping dimensions. No. <laughs> well, that's I, just the secret, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was reading about that, and some people said that it was just like Wicked magic. Like mm. that's a thing that happens in Wicked magic. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, it's positive visualization. It's just, it's probably a good little exercise to do to think about where you want to be in life and, you know, represent that like motivation or something.
1: Yeah, so it's, this, yeah, that is the secret, which is the mm. law of attraction, which is to, you know to visualize what you want and then you'll get it.
2: Yeah, the, well, another <laughs> one of those uh, ways to jump dimensions. There's a few different ones. I didn't read them all, but mm. the other one was mirrors, and like I didn't read what the mirror thing was.
3: I just read someone had done the mirror thing. Yeah, for a basically, few hours.
2: you basically trick your brain into like almost hallucinating a little bit with turning all the lights off, sitting in front of a big mirror with a candle, so it's low flickering light. Mm. It's a bloody recipe for your face looking fucked up. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and just keep staring and imagine yourself shifting uh, into the mirror. Which shouldn't be
1: hard because your face will be looking cooked.
2: Yeah, yeah. so you'd be sitting there and your your eyes would be trying to adjust to the low light, flickering, flickering, and then you'll shift suddenly into the the universe that you want to shift into. Mm. What if you shift into a bad universe? Yeah, Yeah. These people are playing it fast and loose here. And um, I think there are some warnings about that in the –
1: I've got a little tip. like so suppose you wanted to lose some weight. Yeah, what you'd have to do this is this is called the uh, get a bunch of people around to pick you up trick. Yeah, get them to all put the finger underneath <laughs> you. Right? Yeah. Light as a feather, good as the board. <laughs> Hello, how are they doing this?
3: People talking about the pupil thing, and some, someone would post and say, "Oh, my pupils suddenly look uh, hexagonal," and people would ask, oh, "What were you doing?" what were you listening to? Blah, blah, blah. And some guy was like, oh, I was listening to some really aggressive music one day, looked at the mirror and my pupil was slits. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you fucking eviled yourself into a snake. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's the
2: most middle thing you can do.
1: Yeah, right. Jumped <laughs> to the bloody snake dimension. But I do know he didn't like say
3: they were still slits. Yeah. I guess right. maybe they went back.
2: You turned off Slayer and suddenly you went back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
3: But the, the whole um, simulation thing, with the hexagonal eyes, Mm. I saw people saying, yeah, well, if we're all made of pixels, you can't make a circle out of squares. That's true. So obviously when you zoom right up on your eye, it's going to be pixelated.
2: That is true. But normally
1: your pupils are circles. Yeah. But I did see people saying, like, if we're in a simulation and what you've done is, like, skipped into another universe, it's, like, as if the simulation can handle that much processing. It's only supposed yeah. to be, for you, it's only supposed to be doing one sort of universe worth of processing. Mm. Yeah.
3: So it's got to switch to low polygons yeah. <laughs> <for> some <laughs> of your shapes.
2: Glitching out a little bit. Yeah. The other part of that is the universe theory is is the infinite universe theory, which is like a quantum physics theory. Mm. And I watched this thing about the, the nuclear bomb experiment where the, I guess the thought experiment is if you were to put yourself into a room with an atomic bomb, probably doesn't need to be atomic, no. just a regular big bomb. Yeah. And it has um, a, a randomizer basically or if, if a certain atom goes one way or another uh, will mean if it goes every three seconds, if it goes one way, you will blow up or the bomb will blow up and you'll be go, go with it, goes the other just way, you're that, fine.
1: Pull that bloody atom out of the Schrodinger box. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck that in.
2: So every three seconds it's clicking over and – you know, if it doesn't go off the first time, you're alive. Yep. It doesn't go off. And basically if you stay in it for I think it was like 100 hours, mm. the probability of that mean and you live, means you're immortal. But the theory is for every time it didn't go off, there was another universe where it did. Yeah. So you're splitting off universes every time. So if you can make it through a certain amount, then you're in the universe that you're immortal.
3: But it's infinite universes, right? Yeah. So it has to go off an infinite amount of times.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, they're like, oh, if you can do it for like a hundred hours, the probability is that's uh, like close enough. Yeah. But then there is one universe where the next one it was going to go off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
2: then- so it's just imagine like you're going in a straight line and you're immortal, and you just other versions of you are just branching off and blowing up. <laughs> Yeah, so it's called Quantum
1: Suicide. Mm. It's just a thought experiment. It's a little bit stupid. Yeah. There is a guy on the uh, – was it on the retconning subreddit? No, this was
2: on Glitch in the Matrix, which yeah. is another kind of similar way of calling retconning. And, so Glitch in the Matrix is quite often like people see be on a bus and they'll see three people that look the same standing the same. Mm. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's pretty much the main one, I think, public, like, public transport photos. Yeah. They're
1: like working in some sort of dead-end job and they get like a message through telling them – They've got to save the world. Yeah, yeah. And then they see like two cats. Yes. Uh, But, yeah, there was this guy on the Glitch in the Matrix subreddit who very problematically was like, I've dimension jumped using the quantum suicide method. Yeah. And he was like, I I went to kill myself by driving my car into a pile and I'm fairly sure he's Australian.
2: He is Australian,
1: yeah. Uh, I drove into a wall basically and I shouldn't have survived but I did. So I must have jumped dimensions.
2: He said he shouldn't have survived, but there's also a lot of strange things happening where things are slightly different. Uh, he thought Jackie Chan was dead, and now he's found out that he's alive.
3: He remembers there was like a dedication to him at the end of Rush Hour 3. Yeah. yeah. Who
2: watched the end of Rush Hour 3? That's a- I don't
3: know. The end of those movies yeah. are pretty funny.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> Hearing
3: like Chris Tucker sitting in a plane trying to pronounce like Chinese words. Okay.
2: <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> no dedication to Jackie Chan though.
3: No, because mm. he didn't die during the movie. No. no.
2: The um, I guess we should say this was posted last night. Mm. I think about an hour before I clicked onto that subreddit, and there was no comments. And this person's like, "I tried to commit suicide. I think I've jumped dimensions. I'm gonna try it again." Mm. Uh, and I was kind of wondering what our responsibility there, responsibility of care was. Fortunately, I figured like. People that are posting the glitch in the Matrix subreddit don't want people that are just there to laugh at them to then talk them out of suicide. Mm. Fortunately, some other users come and try to talk them out of it. Yeah. Um he so you, t-
3: you felt completely ab- absolved of all responsibility? Uh,
1: well, much <laughs> I can do. <laughs> but I was like, that's not how this quantum...
2: No. You don't have a bloody atom involved. No. I think he was going to try... Someone talked him into trying like the two cups method. To try and jump into a better life. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The other example of the thought experiment is you take a gun and you like hook it up to an atom, Mm. like a decaying particle, and you go go through this. But then part of it is like rather than doing it for a 100 hours or whatever, you have to keep doing it forever.
2: Yeah, right.
1: And then that's how you know you're immortal. It's like, well, that's no way to enjoy your bloody immortality. No,
3: No, no. That's no you don't get a cool samurai sword. No, you're not cutting anyone's heads off. No. Right? There's no quickening. Highland would be such a boring movie if this <laughs> it's <out. yeah. laughs> just a guy, it's, just Christopher Lambert sitting in a room shooting himself <laughs> in the head over and over again. Why did
2: they make this?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's boring, rough and whatever. But Deer um, Hunter was good. What if what if Deer Hunter was yeah. the whole movie? We <laughs> take that
3: one intense scene from Deer Hunter <laughs> and just put it on a loop. <laughs> 240 uh, minutes.
1: But I did say one of the things that I saw on this other site that had a whole thing about the thought experiment is that it does fall under the category of what they call quantum woo, mm. which woo. is basically just taking any old hippy-dippy shit oh. and being like, what if instead of crystals it was quantum
2: right. that made this work? Right. <laughs> so I guess making... Right. So any changes are done by quantum. Yeah, so
1: anything like any New Age shit that you were doing, where you're like, "Oh no, crystals are silly." What if I told you it was in fact quantum physics that you don't really understand?
2: Okay, what's behind this? So
1: you know, like the are the crystals necessary then? No, get rid of the crystals. Okay. Oh. Does it apply to like Reiki healing and stuff? Yeah,
3: quantum it
2: up.
1: Yeah,
3: it's like you didn't actually heal me with your hands. You waved your hands in a certain way that made me jump into a dimension where my back didn't hurt.
2: Right, so the the, but in that scenario, the crystals aren't necessary because if the reiki's, for example, is the reiki's what's triggered it, then the crystals are triggering. Forget it. about the crystals, mate.
1: It's quantum. You bought up the crystals. No, but it's like you know the, when the sports people are like, "Oh, I've got it my special crystal band." Yes, throw your crystal band out. Whack on a quantum band. Okay.
2: Right. <laughs> or, we are now selling quantum bands. By the just, way,
1: this uh, I hadn't known this. Who was the? Was it Peter Brock? Yep. Who was like massively into magnets? Uh, it jugs-
2: style. Uh, it wasn't magnets. Yeah. So yeah, Peter, Peter Brock, I read about this a while ago. Did we talk about it a while ago? I don't think so. No. Um, so basically his signature cars for Holden, the Holden dealer team cars, came for a while with an energy polarizer, which contained crystals. Mm. Right. Um, and allegedly it made the um, vehicles work better by aligning the molecules. Yeah. To the point where like, I think cars are actually manufactured with this in there and no one really knew what it was. And he, like, all of his cars would have them in there.
1: Right. Yeah, I just remember reading about him, like, pulling into a pit stop and, like, the Holden guys
2: get in there and then they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, like, so they, He's like, don't touch that. That's the body <laughs> polarizer." So, yeah, he, he literally... They, they were selling them for a while. Yeah, right. It's like an accessory. But that was... I mean, that was... That whole molecule
1: alignment thing was sort of a big thing. I think in the 90s, Mm. it was a very popular set of products from a guy called Dick Wick. Okay. It was like uh, magnet pads. Yeah, I remember those. uh, You'd put your glass of water on top of this magnet pad before you did it. So like all of that stuff now, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, nah, it's a little pad with a decaying particle in it. Is he the same – did he make the little bands with a magnet that you put on your wrist? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: They – I mean, magnet therapy, like blankets and stuff, is still a thing. Mm. Have they ever been, like, looked at what. properly? Do well, we need to look at them as a separate issue? Didn't those magnet wristband things win a Shonky Award? Yeah. No, year? they were, they were like, holographic ones. They had a whole different thing going on there. Right. Yeah, there was a whole thing with those.
1: But yeah, I mean, all, that, all of that magnet stuff yeah. where they're, like, oh, it aligns the molecules. It's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah.
2: It's all hooey. Right, hooey.
1: Actually, when I was a little kid, when I was like, I don't know, 13 years old or something, yeah, I called up because my grandma had one of these things. Yeah. I called up and I said, Can you explain how it works? And they couldn't explain it. Well, yeah. How old were
2: you? Like 13 years old. But you weren't getting bloody, you weren't getting a beeline to Dick Wick himself. You were getting call center. I spoke to like his daughter. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: He's like, I don't know. It's my fucking dad's thing, isn't yeah.
2: it? Yeah. I used to go to school. So
3: 13-year-old, Cam's, Cam's threatening some guy's daughter with going to consumer affairs.
2: <laughs> I'm going to call the ombudsman. All that stuff can just be quantum now. Do you guys want to hear about some other fruits that I found that didn't exist? Yeah, go on. Uh, Wava. <laughs> Dolores Cannon is a hypnotherapist. and She reckons we're on a, a new earth or there are two, two different earths. And one's pretty garbage and the new one is like crazy cool. Which it's one all, are we on? I think she thinks we're on the new one now. Oh, um, I don't want to be on the garbage one then. <laughs> yeah. So, like all the you know the colours that were never possible for so the rainbow eucalyptus. Uh, one of them was, she said, the, these fruits and vegetables that, that grow on the, the new earth uh, are mutations. So custard apple was an example of what happened. It's like this crazy fruit that we don't actually have here called a custard apple. That's a
3: real thing, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, and someone commented like on this, and they're like, "Whoa, what custard apple? No way." Just looked it up, it exists, this is weird. It's like, that's
1: definitely a thing. (laughs) But custard in an apple?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dragon fruit? And someone replied and said, dragons aren't even real. (laughs) What? They are? Dragon fruit looks amazing. Doesn't taste like much. I've never tasted it. Yeah, not very exciting. Another one someone came across was pawpaw. And they're just like, well, I came across something called pawpaw fruit. Apparently they're related to custard apple. How crazy is that?
3: I have read a thing before about pawpaw saying that pawpaw doesn't exist. Like you never see fresh pawpaw. You only ever see dried pawpaw. I see it all the time. Do you though?
2: Yeah, at the markets. Do you though? (gasps) Well, maybe now I'm on the new earth. Uh, Another thing I came across uh, when I was looking up kind of like simulation stuff Mm -hmm. was this video titled There Are No Forests On Earth. Wake up, English voiceover. One hour 30. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Did you watch this? Didn't watch it all. Skip through. Uh, turns out the argument was completely not there are no forests. Right. And it wasn't that there was a simulation. That was just clickbait. Yeah. Well, it was still pretty interesting that all the mountains, you know, you see tabletop mountains, particularly the one from uh, Close Encounters. That's an ancient forest. Oh, yeah. It's been cut that. down. Yeah. And then, like, they showed other, you know, like tabletop-looking mountains mm. on Cape Town that they're all forests. And they, like, they had some mathematical formula, like, work out how tall this tree would have been yeah. when it existed. And it's, you know, like, this times this, this tree would have been huge. Think of the repercussions. Yeah. And then they showed, like, broken stumps and, like, mountains like, and, yeah. like, played eerie music showing how similar they look. I
3: have watched this for something we did a while ago. But yeah. We I mean, just came it, up with flat earth.
2: Maybe. It, mm. But, like, at no point did they talk about being no forests and yeah. no point did they talk about simulations. Mm. So I was kind of annoyed by it all, but uh, one one of them they said uh, the tree would have been sixty kilometres high. On one of these branches, you could place a residential area complete with shopping malls. It's a weirdly specific thing to add. Yeah. Um, Some sort of
1: fantasy elf
2: yeah.
1: land, complete with a shopping arcade, including yeah. fish and chip shop and hairdressers. Yeah, and
2: Long John Silver's will be there. Yeah. An eight cinema cineplex. <laughs> Not six cinemas, eight. eight. These things are possible. Yeah. Uh, another guy who was going to explain this uh, the simulated Earth, he started off by saying, if you don't like long answers, then this isn't for you. It was a five-minute video. Like, dude, come oh. on. Yeah. <laughs> You're just scratching the surface. Don't yeah. know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at the competition. You <laughs> uh, just said the Earth was a simulation with no raw evidence. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Any other retconny or crazy things? I did see one that I
1: enjoyed, but it really does fall into the Mandela effect territory. But it was that... uh Also, part of it... I guess the other thing we've going to mention is the residue. Yes. So I don't think this came up as much in the Mandela effect. They incorporate... So with the retconning, they incorporate when there's like... They remember something one way and now it's another way. Mm. but then it turned out that it actually has been both ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So there's like a thing where like the Home Depot uh, chain in America, mm. they're like, it, w- it was always called Home Depot and now I discover it's called The Home Depot and they've got like a bucket that just says Home Depot on it and then there's someone else who's like, oh, I've got a bucket that says The Home Depot. Mm. It's like they've just had slight changes to their brand. Yeah. Over <laughs> um. But they're like, they're not like, oh, right, it's just it's just buckets. Yeah.
2: They're like, And <laughs> <laughs> no one's really thought about it this much. They're like, oh,
1: that's residue from the jump.
2: Um, the big one, one of the ones is uh, Luke, I am your father. And you know how he never said that in Star Wars. And someone's found an old toy, uh Darth Vader toy. If you pull the string, and it will say Luke, I am your father. Like, ah, proof that he did definitely said it in the previous universe. Right.
1: But, I uh, mean, that's just someone who's... In charge of the toy, yeah. Who's like, oh, what's the fucking thing they yeah, say yeah, in the let's movie? Just pump these out.
2: It's Luke, I'm your father, right? Yeah, yeah. Or well, what what is the actual line? Uh, I am your father, but he doesn't say Luke, I'm your father. I yeah.
1: Think. Well, for the toy, you don't have the context of it being wrapped around with a bit of movie, do you? Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's things like. So one thing I saw that was residue was a uh, Barbie girl by Aqua. Okay, uh, good song. Yeah, in it's, the Barbie world. Yeah. That one. So if you look at the at the old music video. From the 90s. It's like, a Barbie. Hi, Ken. Want to go for a ride? Sure. Jump in. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. All right. Cut to 15 years later. Yeah. Some live show. And instead of saying a Barbie world, they say the Barbie world. Whoa. Or maybe it's the other way around. Okay. But anyway. Uh, the other slight difference is that uh, 15 hard years of aqua
2: <laughs> They're not looking good.
1: <laughs> uh, some of them look better than others. Okay. So some of them, time has been kinder. But um, they're like, see, retcon. Yeah, right. It's like, what if so, they just got the lyric wrong? Or what if it doesn't matter? The <laughs> That's probably the main point.
3: Have you guys noticed that Subway have unitalicized their logo? No. Is this something you've noticed or is this something you saw? This is something I've noticed. Right. But now I'm like, was it italicized for a while there? And? It was, wasn't it? I don't know. I know, right. I just thought of it then just because okay. I ate Subway just before. <laughs> 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 the
2: Berenstein slash Steinbeers, which we talked about before is the big one. And someone posted in the subreddit, mildly interesting, which had the beers toy and it had another tag saying and beers, And then that was obviously cross-posted to the Re- uh, retcon subreddit. And some of the comments are mildly interesting. We're just like, yeah, someone's just made a misprint. Like, you know, some low-level person doing the copy didn't think twice about it. And then they copied and pasted that comment in retcon and were like, this is just irresponsible. We're teaching people the wrong wrong critical thinking. They need to know the truth about retcon. It's like, I don't think they do. Did you see a bit of QAnon in this? I did not see any QAnon on this. There was, I saw just one weird QAnon
1: thing to do with the retconning. I think basically the way it worked was, you know, every time there's been some big prediction mm. and nothing's happened, that's because right. we're in the universe where nothing happened. Ah. But in the other universe, obviously it happened.
3: Any other retcons? Someone, I saw someone post a thing where they saw a photo of the Mona Lisa and it was facing the other way. Yeah. They're like, well, I'm sure she always faced the other way. And she does. I think it's just a flipped picture. Right. But, um,
1: Do they realized they didn't actually brand Daniel Radcliffe. They didn't actually scar his face from the films. Yeah.
3: And, um, so they're like, oh, yeah, no, nah, definitely face the other way. No, nah, I thought it faced that way. And then someone goes, well, but I definitely don't remember having that grin <laughs> <laughs> or that veil she's wearing. It's just people. Wait, just- what veil? Oh, she's got a, you can see she's got a little bit of lace around the edge All of her right, hair. All right, another proper veil. No, no, no.
2: I didn't even notice that.
1: And what's the grin? The, Mo- Mona Lisa's <laughs> intensely famous <laughs> smile. <laughs> the thing she's most known for. Isn't she known for bloody pervenature wherever you are in the room?
3: Yeah, well, every
1: great
2: painting is known for that. All right, no more retcons. I uh, I do enjoy looking at looking them up and going, "Whoa, yeah, that is yeah. not what I thought. Any other business? Yeah, there's a
1: bit of other business. There's mm-hmm. a bit of QAnon gear to do with uh the Parkland shooting. Yeah. President Trump mm-hmm. uh went to like a listening session uh in between rounds of golf. Yep. And he was he was photographed uh holding his notes the wrong way around. Yeah. Uh which was like his five point five things to remember. Mm. Number five of which was uh to say I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh so some tricky things to remember. Yeah. But he also had um, – he's got the cufflinks made that say 45 because, yes. you know, he's the 45th president. Yeah. I think it was embroidered on yeah, his Yeah, a shirt. little monogram. Yeah. Now, is that because he's the 45th president or was it because he was sending a message uh. to the QAnon faithful, look at points four and five on my piece of paper, which you would never hold your notes facing away from you. Yeah. Particularly if they were so garbage like,
2: I hear you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Clearly he's sending a message. Look at points 4 and 5. This isn't for these fucking grieving losers. Yeah. This is for the winners who never got tricked.
2: Yeah. The Q and honors. Yeah. I can't remember what point 4 was, but it was stupid. Q and on is just it's limping along still, uh still loving the Bible, still determined to show that everything is Q related. Mm. Hillary still not in prison.
1: No. Uh, also in Parkland
2: news,
1: I mean, there's been just been heaps. Yes. Uh, so we talked about that a bit last week. I did see one thing yesterday where it was like, so a bunch of the students like formed this group, like Never Again, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy put together all of the all of this evidence that even before they'd formed the group. They were all singing from the same sort of song sheet. Mm. They were all saying, we need gun control. Mm. Now, don't you think that's a little bit strange? That This is before they formed their gun control group. Yeah. They were all saying that gun control would be good.
3: Before mm. they formed the group but after
2: the guy shot up the school?
1: Yes. Oh, oh, no, <laughs> that makes no sense. He's like, coincidence? It's like... <laughs>
2: the the other thing I, I think we talked about him being his dad was FBI mm. and his mum worked for CNN uh, and also Alex Jones picked up the fact that they're all actors and he's like I'm not I'm not saying they're actors like I I didn't start that Buzzfeed said it because they're on the drama club together mm. it's like Buzzfeed are saying they're actors and so he's weaseling calling them actors just constantly by just putting the word Buzzfeed are saying they're actors without any context, Um, he's gotten a couple of strikes by YouTube. YouTube, Um, One of them, I think he's saying it's because of this, and a couple of other right-wing channels have got strikes over basically harassing people. Mm. But I think they got a strike because they always claim fair use. Like, Even though they have segments which are like half an hour of Alex Jones playing CNN and then sitting there in a little pop-up window... Just listening in and like "Mm -mm," making comments, which is not fair use at all. It's just using someone else's content. Um, But they played some Olympics coverage. Yeah. And that'll get you. Yeah. The Olympics are like notorious for taking things down. And Owen Schroyer, Alex Jones's little a little squeaky one, was like, Vern Troyer. Owen Schroyer. He's squeaking about. You know, we can't show Olympics coverage. Like it's ridiculous. They're targeting us. It's like no,
1: no, 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 no
2: one can show it. No yeah. one can do it. Not even like the ABC. Other news channels yeah. can't show it. You no, know when like the
3: the Olympics starts and all the FM like blokey sports networks like never
2: say the word Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the games, the um, event in bloody South Korea. <laughs> but but I think what's happening is CNN are basically going through and picking out any thing like that and just reporting it Right. which you know
1: yeah but i mean with the olympic stuff that gets massively algorithmed as well yeah because yeah. you'd see you see where like some randos just like posts up a uh, snapchat of a bit of skiing off the tv mm. and it's like five minutes later ping! Mm. so they they're onto it yeah yeah um i did see which has been great these kids just love owning people yeah <laughs> it's so good <laughs> yeah.
2: I can't think of. Can you think of any specifics?
1: Uh, one of the girls was like, they should uh, change the name of AR 15s to Marco Rubio's because they're so easy to buy. <laughs> and like you see, these like right wing commentators are like, this is how these teenagers are talking about adults. It's like, yeah, because you're sh- like really shit house adults.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're scum. And also they're eighteen. Yeah. Like, you surprised they're a bit sassy? Come on.
1: They're sassy AF. I d- I did see uh, one of the David Hogs's. Uh, fellow students was like, yeah, David Hogg is not that much of an (laughs) actor. I was in drama class with him, trust me. (laughs) Uh, If people want to find us online, where can they do
2: that? They can do it at hypotheticalinstitute.com. Find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, or your favourite podcasting app. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Mm. Buy some merch. merch.
1: Redbubble.com. You can find us on Twitter at Hypothopod, They
2: can find you on Twitter at Ale of a Time and at Ale of a Time on all other social networks. Probably Vero. I don't know. I'm not logging in. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook and Saltmarsh on Vero. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: and check out the Toe Heider Patreon.
1: You can find me at Sexenheimer Heimer on Twitter and Vero. All right. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to accept any requests. Uh, and you can find me, uh, gather around me on Facebook and iTunes, my other podcast.
2: Thanks, everyone.
1: Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia, I said, Don't worry about a thing, I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of strawberry fields forever. Except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you...